You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. You have got to be kidding me. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. I was just sent this email. All right? So literally this email entered my box 90 seconds ago, and I just read it. And this apparently is sound from Steve Nash, your favorite coach over there, Hembo, who you're defending, the coach of the Nets, in which he says, quote, about Ben Simmons, I wasn't really expecting him to play. Like we've said all along, he's trying to improve. He's trying to work through it. Reports that he was playing was from the outside. I don't know where that came from. That is patently untrue. That is false. These were people inside the Nets organization and Simmons himself directly saying they were those were not reports coming from the outside. So I know we live in a world now where nothing is true. That people think you can say, well, two plus two might equal four, but it's not my opinion that it equals four. And some idiot will actually uh, uh, will, will say, well, if he says that, maybe facts are facts. We didn't make up that Ben Simmons was playing game four. That wasn't coming from the outside. So for Steve Nash to say, I don't know where that's coming from. That is bull. You know what? So, I mean, this this team cannot go away fast enough. <laughs> Right. I mean, there was no there are no they cannot go away fast enough because what you're saying is now just is untrue. I hope some reporter standing there said, actually, Steve, that's just flat out not true. So I, I just saw that. I did, I'm sorry to react this way. No, no. Did you, I, I, did you get that email? Are you on Chuck Salatoa? He's not very judicious. In his, <laughs> he choice. sends his uh, emails to Yes, He sends I, 70 I, I, emails a day. Um, but, but that is one of them that I'm awfully glad I just got because I looked at it. I mean, but so Steve Nash is now saying, well, I, don't, I never expected him to play. Well, you're the only person, including him, who does, who's saying that. Because everyone else, Ben Simmons had a news conference on Friday. He met with the media. He talked about this. What are we, what's going on here? This team cannot, right? Nuno, they cannot go away fast enough. No, but I, and which is funny because I do think they win and we get a couple. Oh, more get days out of them. here! You I think do, they win tonight? Yeah, and Vegas, Vegas thinks they win tonight, right? They're I think it was the last Let time check. I checked. What is the line like tonight? A three and a half. I don't think they want to win. Oh. I don't think those guys want any part of going back to Boston. I don't. They don't look. They don't look in any way like they want to compete. They look like they want this thing to be over. They're a one point favorite tonight, for whatever it's worth. Pound the Celtics. Wait, 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 do you have a, 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 the, the percentage of bets on one side or no, the other? No, I'll, I'll look into that. But I'm, I'm with you here. Like, <laughs> we, we can now write a dystopian novel on the Nets and just call it 2022. This is out. This has reached. It's an absolute circus. The, the, like, like I said before, like every character in this tragedy has played his role so beautifully. And now Nash is saying something that is just objectively not True. Why? As if none, no one's been paying attention for the last week or two. It makes no sense in the world. Don't even like. Don't insult us. Like you, it's fine if you want to just like 
say nothing, but don't say that thing. I, I, I'm with you. I take I, issue with that. I've seen this comparison because he claps so much that uh, to Jason Garrett, that like Steve Nash is the Jason Garrett of the NBA. Is that music? Do we have music playing? A little clown music, circus music? Oh, is that what it is? I couldn't tell what it was. All right, yeah, that seems fine. I mean, it is. It's a circus. It's a circus. Quote, Steve Nash, I wasn't really expecting him to play. Well, you're the only one, Steve. I mean, that, that goes back to my previous point, which is maybe they just didn't bother telling Steve. Right. He might not have known. He's not a, he's not a particularly important part of the equation. He's, he's the head coach, but that's not an important job. With that team. How many people in the organization are paid more money this year than Steve Nash? It's dozens, right? All of them? I mean, <laughs> I, 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 look, I, I, I don't even know what to say. I said it earlier. To blame, and again, I, I don't want to sound like I'm blaming Steve Nash. He has not been empowered by the people who have the power there. Because those people are not the owner or the front office. And you know what? If you're going to pay Kyrie, another, you're going to give him a five-year extension at max money right now, you put yourself in a position where he continues to run the franchise. They've just allowed him to do it. And they've made a, he's made a mockery of them, and they've made a mockery of themselves. But that's the reality of the situation. So I said it earlier. To blame Steve Nash for the disaster that is the Brooklyn Nets would be like blaming Kate Winslet for the Titanic going down. She was there. But she didn't have a damn thing to do with it. And that's how I feel about Steve Nash. Now, having said that, let's go to where I was expecting to start this conversation this hour, which is you, Hembo, asked me a question a minute ago, and I don't know the answer to it, so we'll do it. Go ahead and ask it. See if Nuno and I can get this one. So we're doing a lot of Vegas stuff this morning, and so I was on the site here on Caesars just checking out some of their NBA stuff, and they have odds for finals MVP, like who's going to win the finals MVP you can bet on right now at Caesars. And the top of that list is actually kind of instructive as to who they think is still going to be around a couple weeks from now. So, so what he's asking, yep. Hembo, I mean, Nuno is, who do you believe is right now the favorite to be the MVP of the NBA finals? I don't know the answer to this either. I would, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I would say Giannis. Okay, that's not, was not have been my guess. So I'm going to say Steph Curry. Greeny is correct. Steph Curry's four to one to do so. Giannis is fourth on this list at seven and a half to one. Fourth on the list. So that means there's people in. So is Devin Booker still ahead of him? Because he would be the best player on Phoenix, the De- likeliest one on Phoenix. Devin Booker and, and Giannis are tied for third. They're both uh, seven and a half to one. So there's one and person in between? Just Tatum. one person in between. Jason Tatum? Jason Tatum is correct. So the yeah. top four is Curry, Tatum, and then tied Booker and Giannis. For well, finals so that brings us to our question of the day. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. I'll give, I'll give you the whole rundown, okay? So I, we, we go to Saturday night was really fun. Saturday night we go to Barclays. We did NBA countdown from the court, which was the atmosphere was terrific. I give the fans there great credit. They were way more into the game than the players were. Um, so the fans in Brooklyn were fabulous. It was loud. It was, it, it, it was, a, it was a very, very exciting place to be. So we do the pregame. Then literally, this, I, I hand it to Mike Breen. I'm like, and, and Mike Breen, take it away. We go running, the four of us and, and, a, and a staff, including your wife. Uh, Hembo's wife, Lizzie, was there doing the pr- production coordination for us. Did a great job. Pizza was excellent. I'll let her know. Um, and we go racing for the cars. We jump in cars. We go racing across the Brooklyn. Why are you laughing? 
pizza was excellent. I didn't. I did not expect. She talked a lot at home actually about where she might order that from. So she yeah. nailed it. It sounds like she did. Everyone how, loved the pizza. And how was the SUV? Was the SUV? The yes, we were, we were in a bunch of cars. Uh-huh. I got in a car with uh, with JJ JJ Reddick and I get into a car and we we race across the Brooklyn Bridge. We get back here and we do halftime here and everything. So it's there's it, a lot of energy going on. So then, you know, we're sitting and we have the rest of that game and we're all just yelling and screaming at the television and I'm cursing loudly at the Nets. Uh, and then we also had uh, the late game that night, which was um, our late game that night was, uh, was Memphis, Minnesota was our second game. So we were here all night long. So now we're sitting around the table talking. It's me, J.J. Reddick and Woj. And it was actually Woj who brought up this question. And it was a really good one. If every player in the league was a free agent, every, every human being walking the face of planet Earth was a basketball free agent, and you were starting a franchise today, how many people would you sign before you would sign Jason Tatum? How many people right this minute would you pick before Jason Tatum? Nuno, I'll start with you. So the first two that come to my mind are Giannis and Luca. I mean, there's obviously no right or wrong answer to this. Are you positive about Luca? Are you positive you'd rather have Luka Doncic than Jason Tatum? I am because I think like Tatum is he's a he's ascending, but I also think it's based upon the fact of that team that's around him. Where if I put Tatum on the Mavs and swap them out, I think the Celtics are as good, if not better, than what they are. I can't say the same thing about the uh, the Mavs. Can I can I can I respond to you in the form of a question? Sure. How would Luka Doncic do singled up defensively against Kevin Durant? Oh, no. that I, I The way Tatum has been in this series. Tatum has, has turned himself into a two-way superstar. His defense, Nuno, is outstanding. No, I completely agree with you on that part. But I do – there's just something about Luka that – there's that if factor that with Luka that – he just he will he's able to constantly like constantly carry a team so, so there obviously isn't a right or wrong answer this was the debate we got into we all agreed Giannis would be first he's only 27 like I think we think of Giannis as being older than he is and in the NBA today you don't make decisions based on like 12 years from now you make decisions for, I think it's reasonable to say for the next four or five years Giannis contributes as much to winning as any player in the sport so we all agreed Giannis would be first the question then is is, is, it, is it reasonable to, to say Tatum might be second? Luca's another one of the names that comes up, obviously. Devin Booker is a name that comes up in the conversation. Is Brandon Ingram playing his way into that discussion? It's probably premature to say that. Who else is there? It's a good little question. What do you think of it, Noon? Uh, Hembo? If, if, if anyone else is even on that list, I think you'd have to include John ja Morant, and I think you'd have to include Anthony Edwards. But I don't think either of those players would surpass Jason Tatum. And for the longest time, I would have said that the answer is Luca, or at least Luca ahead of Tatum, but I'm not there right now. I brought up Morant, uh-huh. and, and, and generally the decision that we came to was you'll take the guy who's 6'8 and built like a truck versus the guy who's 6'2 and, 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 and takes the physical pounding that he does, like just the fear of that in the long run, plus the defensive flexibility. And I love John Morant, but the defensive element that Tatum adds. I, there's a one in... Five, there's a one in three chance, I think, that Jason Tatum becomes Kobe good because Jason Tatum is an all-defensive player. I mean, he's been Kevin Durant's primary defender in this series, and KD has scored 13 points mm-hmm. against him when doing so, and he's averaging 30 points a game in this series. Like, the, the number of people on the planet that are capable of doing that are two, and it's him 
and it's Giannis. Now, he's obviously younger than Giannis, but Giannis is... Young enough. I'm, I'm struggling with Giannis. Mm-hmm. So but, am I. But I think he's next. And, and Anthony Edwards, to your point, I think there's just some question about whether he's like the, like the kind of guy who's going to live and die with it, yeah. you know, because the talent, there's no arguing. Undeniable. And the body, there's no arguing. Hey, the ESPN Daily Podcast brings you a deep dive into a single story from one of our hundreds of reporters every day. It's presented by Supercuts. It's available anywhere you get your podcast. I'm going to give Hembo a green light as we go, and I will tell you exactly who you desperately want your team not to take as we continue in a moment on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny with you here again, as always, uh, presented by Progressive Insurance and live above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. A couple of different things that I want to get to here. We'll tell you exactly who you desperately don't want your team to take. First off, I got a green light coming up. And actually, I have an interesting little story about Hembo. I'm just going to tell it because what the heck? We're oh, having some fun. We've fine. had a lot of serious stuff. Nuno, you're going to love this. So, you there, Nunes? I'm here. You're going to love this story. I wasn't planning on doing this, but I just feel like a laugh. There's just too much going on. The Steve Nash thing threw me off. I'm just, I'm, I'm aggravated with everything. So, I just feel like a laugh. So, Saturday night, I just told you we were in Barclays. Now, we're down, we're in the bowels of the building, and we're sharing a room so it's me, Jalen, Stephen A., Ben, uh, ben Simmons, listen to me, J.J. Redick. And, and, uh, and, then, and then we're there with the broadcast crew. So Van Gundy's in there, Mark Jackson's in there, Mike Breen's in there, Lisa Salters is in there. And we're all kind of just in a, in, a, in a fairly small, confined space. And we're all people who don't see each other very often. And so there's a lot of friendships there. So everyone's sort of 
gathered around and we're having fun and we're chatting and it was just very nice. And your wife, Lizzie, who was the production coordinator for us, had supplied pizza for everyone, which was delicious. And everyone was very excited about this pizza. So we're all kind of standing around and eating pizza and all that and, and, and getting ready to do our job. And so I, because I am this way, decide I'm going to introduce JJ to your wife, Lizzie, because he's sort of raving about how great the whole setup is. And so I'm going to tell him, you know, that this is your wife. Mm. So I say to JJ, hey, JJ, you know Hembo, right? And he says, who? (laughs) And I said, Hembo. And he goes, blank expression on the face. I mean, the face, no recognition. I might as well have just said, you know, you know, uh, uh, the square root of 64 billion, right? He's looking at me like, what? No idea what you're talking about. I said, Hembo. From, from, from the show, like you were just on Get Up the other day and did a trivia question. We call it Sneaky Hembo. And he goes, oh, the trivia guy? <laughs> and I said, I said, yeah, the trivia guy. And, and then I have to now somewhat meekly say, well, this is his wife. <laughs> Which was suddenly a lot less interesting than I was expecting it to be. When I began, when I was going to, when I said, you know, Hembo, I expected him to say, yeah, of course. And then I was going to say, this is his wife. And it would have been a nice moment. But instead, now your poor wife oh. is standing there oh. and she has to now like look at him and I, he's got to say like, oh, well, nice to meet you. And she's standing there like, I guess my husband's nobody. I don't want to pay off. But, but correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't JJ do like the trivia recently? Yes. That's what I just like, said. La- like last week. No, I mean, I just want to reiterate that because yeah. it's just a beautiful, because everyone <laughs> as everyone loves, or all the analysts love Hembo. Like they can't stop r- ranting and raving about him. Almost a little bit too much. To, to correct. Be and it's just like, and for that to happen and be like, who? Like, who are you talking about? The, uh, yeah, that, that's great. Here's the thing, like JJ Reddick is on the show, at least when I and you were both on for the first time last week. So I like spent all this time like with like producing this question. Like I got like a fun Duke trivia question. We're gonna ask him this. Like I texted him before the show, like, I got a trivia question for you at 9:30, man. And he was like, Oh, okay. Didn't really get it. And I'm not sure he watched Get Up before, <laughs> honestly. Uh, clearly. And and then we paid it off and it was fun and everything else. <laughs> you and my wife must have been like so it was so awkward what? So what? maybe maybe he thought you were talking about one of the plumbers that uh <laughs> bob Cousy played against before it, w- it was excruciatingly awkward because now poor lizzie is standing there and she's got to be like yeah that person you've never obviously heard of that's my husband <laughs> and and i'm standing there like an idiot and and and, and literally we just look at each other like, well, this conversation's now over, and we all, we just went our separate ways. So, did she then return home and report back to you about this happening? Yes, yeah, she described it as being quote the most uncomfortable experience of my life end yeah. quote. It like, was. She was so like taken because it was apparently like you just said it so presumptively like, oh, you you know Hembo, right? And like you just expect a yes, and then you move on to the next thing. Yeah, it was almost a rhetorical question. Nuno. Knows Nuno just gave voice to something that is true. Like every on-air person at ESPN loves Hembo. They, they're sending him people who work on shows that you've never worked on, seen, or watched will send you notes and say, "I need a stat on this. I need a stat on that." Hembo's just the man. He's the best. And and again, I've said it a million times. I'm the only one smart enough to have put him on the show. But the point of the matter is, JJ obviously does not qualify as being part of that because he literally is like. 
No, who's that? And and at that moment, when you when you introduce someone to someone's wife, <laughs> and the conversation begins with, "I have no idea who you're talking about," it has nowhere good to go. Yeah, like at that point, I think you you almost have to bail on the uh, yeah. conversation, yeah, right? I agree. Because it's like, oh, it's like. I don't know, like, sometimes you kind of, like, what I do in, is kind of just being like, oh, yeah, I've heard of him, like, right? Like, right. Just a, a fake, even like, oh, nice to meet you, like, that type of thing. But JJ was like, yeah, no, like, I'm not here for that. Like, it's, it, it, which is great because... That was worse. <laughs> it was worse than that. It was a very honest, having no idea who I'm talking about. Like, he wasn't trying to to be coy. He was literally... He was literally telling me, I've never heard the word hembo in my entire life. That means nothing to me. That is not a person that I can identify. Uh, to, to your particular, your previous point, he might have thought you were one of the plumbers and the firemen that was guarding Bob Cousy. That, that's how relevant to it he thought you were. This is why people shake nerds. Anyway, it was funny. And the fact that it took place while and because I was trying to introduce him to your wife made it... We're, Both funnier and more awful. Real quick, because uh, Hembo, like you're a very you're a delight. Let's just say that, mm, right? Thank you very so, much. Uh, all the things you've done that Lizzie probably wants to like, and you didn't have you had nothing to do with this. But where do you think this ranks of like, you know, when you try to tell her you don't want any mums, like you're not decorating, it's too early. Like this one probably hurt the most, right? Because like now she has to be around, you know, JJ and be like, oh yeah, this guy who like. You know, like I've had to have this awkward, like interaction because of my husband who's not even here. Not only that, but what has been diminished forever is your ability to play the "well, I'm kind of a big deal" card. Oh, for sure. You know, because she works. To be clear, well, I, I think I made it clear in the setup of this. Lizzie also works here. The two of you met on Mike and Mike, which I am forever proud of. Mm -hmm. um, but whatever. The point is that she also works here, so she knows you're that you know everyone treats you like you're so special and all that kind of stuff. Now all of a sudden you're Mister Fancy Schmancy on the Greeny Radio Show, and you're getting calls from all over the country. Come do this talk show, that talk show. Uh -huh. You have your own segment in Philly Radio. You you know you're getting a little big for. Your riches. I'm just picturing. No, she hates that part of it. But this is the only. Well, now it's over. Well, that's over. But Th that card only... you can no longer play. This is the only instance in the history of our relationship where she wished someone had heard of me. No, <laughs> I think that in the long run, though, she will realize this works to her advantage oh, sure. because she now has a trump card. The next time you play the look, I mean, I did two shows today, like all that stuff. Just be like, yeah, I can tell you one person who wasn't impressed. J.J. Reddick doesn't seem to be so excited about you over there, Mr. Famous Hembo, Mr. Researcher of the Stars, Mr. All of a Sudden I'm uh, on, on radio shows. Uh, I don't think J.J. Reddick thinks you're a plumber and a fireman. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> you couldn't guard Bob Cousy if, if he gave you. So anyway, I think that's pretty much what you have to look forward to. Okay, that was a departure that was well worth taking. Uh, we will do the green light, and uh, we will tell you exactly who you do not want your team to draft. Both of those right after this word from Masterworks. All right, I want to talk about Mark Cuban. Love him or hate him, he's a game changer. Look at his Mavericks, only two losing seasons. He turned ten grand into $5 billion. He sees ahead of the curve. He's literally a baller. So when he makes a move, you watch. And he's found a new market with a global value of $1.7 trillion. And the coolest part is we can all get a piece of the action. Up till now, it's been locked off only for billionaires. Now all you need is a smartphone. It's not betting. It's way more impactful. It's called Masterworks. They have 360,000 members on their platform. They're ahead of the curve, just like Mark Cuban. 
And our listeners, you, get priority access so you can skip the wait list. Go to masterworks.io and enter promo code GREENING. See important Regulation A disclosures at masterworks.io slash CD. That's masterworks.io, promo code GREENING. Masterworks.io, promo code GREENING. There's no guarantee of profits, and investing includes risk of loss. We're back in a flash on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. All right, we have an update. We have an update on Hembogate, which is coming your way in exactly 30 seconds, a very important development. You'll hear it 30 seconds from now after this word from Straight Talk Wireless. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless, now offering the $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G and America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. What did you turn to me and say while we were in the middle of that commercial break? J.J. Reddick just followed me on Twitter. No joke. So we have to get to the bottom of this Mm -hmm. because... The idea that he was listening to the conversation when we just had it strikes me as unlikely. Why is that? Because if he was a listener of this radio show, he would heretofore have known who you were. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, I reference you guys constantly. We, were, we are known as the hashtag crew. And I don't think anyone listens to the show, certainly not re- with any degree of regularity, and doesn't know Bubba, doesn't know Nuno, and doesn't know Hembo. So... Is it possible that it is purely a coincidence that his at some something today made him remember that exchange on Saturday night? Maybe he got notes from a Get Up producer today because he's going to be on Get Up tomorrow. He's going to be in studio tomorrow, so we can have this conversation. We should. We need to. He's going to be here tomorrow, and that he realized, oh yeah, there's some Hembo guy that I was supposed to know, and he just decided to follow you without being aware that we were talking about it. There is a 0% chance that J.J. Reddick went from not knowing who I was to following me immediately after we had a conversation on the radio about him not knowing who I was. The only question is, do I follow him back immediately, or do I now try to ice him? Like, 
He big time you and my wife to a large degree over the weekend. He did not. See, that's, I do yeah, not no, want no, that no. impression yeah, given. No, no, no. He had no idea who I'm talking about. He doesn't know who you are. That's not big timing you, me, me or Lizzie. I said, you know Hembo, right? And he's like, wait, Hembo. Who's that? Like, that wasn't big timing. He wasn't like, yes, I'm too important to know Hembo. He genuinely didn't know who you were. Fair enough. So now do I become too important to immediately follow him back on Twitter or not? Yeah, no, you don't don't follow him. You, tomorrow when he comes in, as someone who you sent a guy who didn't, you know, invite you to a wedding, you sent him an $18 (laughs) spatula or whatever you did. So here tomorrow when you see him, it's, hey, JJ, nice to meet you. By the way, I'm Hembo. Like, that's what you do. No. Yes, you do that. Disagree. You do that. Because there was no malice in JJ's act. See, this person who you consider to be your friend, who did not invite you to his wedding, Mm -hmm. did not attend your wedding, even though he was invited and did not send a gift. Mm. That is a person who actively dislikes you. He's big timing you. JJ just genuinely didn't know who you were. That you're not. Look, you're you're growing in stature, mm. and within the framework of ESPN, you're a pretty important person. But let's not act like you're Justin Bieber, okay? <laughs> like it's not like I said, hey, you know Justin Bieber, and he said, no, who's that? Like that would be big timing you. When I said, hey, you know Hembo, and he said, I don't know. I don't think that was actively big timing. Yeah, I mean, I am a a kind of on air. Sports researcher, after right. all. That's so, exactly right. Just because there's no malice intended doesn't mean it doesn't feel malicious on no. my end. The view or- from the high road is far better. The, the, take the high road. The view is better. You absolutely should. <laughs> By the way, I love Lorenzo. Our TV director does a fantastic job. We have a, right now a, a graphic on our screen that says breaking news. J.J. Reddick is now following hashtag Hembo on Twitter, following reports from ESPN's Mike Greenberg that Reddick didn't know who Hembo was. That's brilliantly done. Very well done. That is a Atta well boy. done job. That is worth watching us on ESPN+. Plus. That, uh, that alone is worth watching the show on ESPN+. Plus. That is really well done, Lorenzo. Okay. So, bottom line of it is this. I don't even know what the bottom line of it is. We, we, I, he doesn't know who you are. You should follow him back, and okay. we should all get on with our lives. Okay, if he's here tomorrow, though, I think we do need to He is here tomorrow. this still. Well, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we need to. But it's going to be, you, you and he are going to have to have like an awkward greeting with each other. Like, sure. that's the real question. When you see each other tomorrow, like, do you look up <laughs> and be up. like, what's up, JJ? I'm Hembo? Or do you just like pretend the whole thing never happened? <laughs> And just say, hey, how are you? And he says, hey, how are you? And you both go on like the whole thing never took place. I don't know. Like, I, I could like do like the overly zealous like dab up thing where like I, you know, pretend to like have a cool handshake. But did, have, did you? I, and so Teddy Bruschi told this story one time on here about how he gets emails, obviously, as all analysts do when they're going to be on a show, you're bombarded with emails and text messages from producers, uh, you know, for, you know, topic conversations and so forth, but that no one actually introduces themselves. And mm-hmm. and his thing was, you, you see me in the hallway, introduce yourself being like, hey, I'm so-and-so, I've been texting you about the show. Did you, have you introduced yourself to JJ? Like, have you, when he's been in studio, be like, hey, I'm Hembo, blah, 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 like that type of thing? I don't think I've done that adequately, no. I did not go out of my way to to make it obvious who I was, but I kind of thought my stature on Get Up sort of speaks for itself at this point. Am I wrong? I, I, I think we have learned a lesson from this, mm. and that is that while you are a, your star is ascending, this is a man who looked 
Chris Mad Dog Russo in the face and told him that Bob Cousy was being guarded by plumbers <laughs> and firemen. He's not easily impressed. No, he's not. Okay? He yeah. is dimini- he is on national television willing to actively diminish Bob Cousy. So I don't think he's that worried about what you think one way or the other. He's not. He's just not. Now, I want to make it clear. I spent this all of this comes on the heels of my having spent more time with J.J. Reddick Saturday night than I had previous in all my previous time combined. And I had the best time. We had an outstanding night. He is fun. He wants nothing more than to talk about basketball. He's a good guy. So he was not big timing you. In fact, he had a great line when he was on with us on the TV show last week when we were talking about getting booed. Who was getting booed? And we were that we were it was, talking it was Kyrie, about Kyrie, wasn't it? Isn't it Kyrie? Oh, it's Kyrie getting booed in Boston. That's exactly right. And JJ, look, he's got a, he has a self-effacing sense of humor because he said, look, no one knows what it's like to get booed better than I do. <laughs> like he's willing to be the butt of the joke. He just doesn't know who you are. <laughs> That's, it's just that simple. I have to hammer him on trivia tomorrow, though. Like he's getting the que- I can't fathom question. how hard this question oh tomorrow gosh. is going to be. But real quick, it goes from he did the game, what was it Friday night? He did the Heat. He did Atlanta, game. Miami. Yeah. You had LeBron tweeting about love hearing JJ Reddick on the game, smart, insightful dude, and low key, high key, uh, funny. Like, and then you all of a sudden, then he's hanging out with you, Green, and you're like, hey, yeah, do you know Hembo? And he's just like, that's right. So, so, yeah. If he had said, if, if someone had said to him, hey, LeBron James tweeted complimentary things about you, and he had said, who's that? <laughs> that would have been big timing. <laughs> okay? Not knowing Hembo, I think, is not the same Fair thing. Enough. All right, let's move on uh, to other things. Uh, what's on your mind brought to you by my computer career training for a better life. So here's who you don't want your team to take. You don't want your team to take one of the receivers up at the top of this draft. And that is not in any way a value statement about Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Jamison Williams, Chris Olave, or any of the others who are going to go in the first round of this draft. It is exclusively about the hit rate. This is the most important thing I'm going to tell you today as we lead into the NFL draft this week. Hit rate is defined as a first-round pick with a percentage of those players that wind up signing a second contract with the team that drafted them. So in this day and age, you get drafted in the first round, you wind up getting a five-year deal. Now, this research that you have done goes back to 2000. Mm Mm-hmm. So the system was a little bit different then. A little bit, yep. But one way or another, it is the best way I could ever imagine to determine whether a player was a good pick or a bad pick. Did that team sign that player to a second contract? That's the hit rate. The best position, anyone want to guess, Brandon, you want to guess what the best position for hit rate is? Go ahead. Offensive tackle is second. Number one is actually centers. Nine out of nine centers that have been drafted in the first round got signed to a second contract by their team. There's never, there has not been since 2000 a center drafted in the first round that did not get a second contract with the team. Offensive tackle is next with a hit rate of 61%. Linebacker comes after that, 52%. Every other position, let me make this clear, is under 50%. Every other position, it is less than a 50-50 proposition that your first-round pick is going to get a second contract with your team. That's a remarkable statistic. Brandon is raising his hand. Why are you raising your hand over there? He wants to guess the highest 
No, we don't have time for you to be guessing the highest below 50%. (laughs) Go ahead. What is it? Wrong. Next is guard. Then, believe it or not, quarterback. And then all the way down at the very bottom of the list, wide receiver. And second to last is defensive tackle. Brandon said that because he himself was once a defensive tackle. Wide receiver is the worst. 73 wide receivers have been drafted in the first round since 2000. 20 of them. So 27% got a second contract with their own team. So for all the excitement, and maybe things are changing because the offenses are playing differently in college, there's more of a passing game, maybe there is reason to believe that this is going to turn around. But for all the excitement about Justin Jefferson and how unbelievable he was as a rookie, and for all the excitement about uh, the kid in Cincinnati whose name just under my head from LSU, Jamar Chase, Mm -hmm. all that excitement, three out of four first-round wide receivers don't get re-signed by their teams. That's why I keep saying, because my team has two top ten picks, take the players that you know are going to be good, you need an offensive tackle. Every team in the league needs an offensive lineman. This idea that I keep reading in the paper, oh, Ike Aquana wouldn't even start for the Jets as a rookie. My behind. What the hell are you talking about? Did you watch their offensive line last year? It was awful. Makai Becton, are you, are you confident that this guy is not going to eat himself out of the league? Take the offensive tackle if he, if he falls to you. It's a miracle. He's the best player in the draft. And the next best players in the draft are the two corners. Ahmad Sauce Gardner and Derek Stingley Jr. are the best players in this draft who aren't offensive linemen. So that's the direction I think you want your team to be going. All right, let's finish it up here with a green light here on uh, on ESPN Radio. Green light with Greeny. Because through all of the stuff that happened over the weekend, we only have time to get to the one piece of this hembo. So let's get to the one that that really... It was a pretty ugly scene for, for anyone who did not see what happened in the game at Yankee Stadium. Was it Saturday? I was doing Saturday all this afternoon. basketball Saturday mm-hmm. afternoon against Cleveland. Catch everybody up. So the Yankees uh, walked it off. Gleyber Torres said a walk off into the right center field gap to, for the Yankees to beat the Guardians on Saturday. Um, at which point the fans in right center field were begun engaging with the center fielder, Miles Straw, and the right fielder, Oscar Mercado, and begun throwing cans onto the field at the players. Now, this happened a couple batters after left fielder Stephen Kwan ran face-first into the wall, and Yankees fans were giving him a really hard time about it. Miles Straw actually climbed the wall like Spider-Man. We heard the Yankees fans chanting Peter Parker yesterday, sort of cleverly at the game, to sort of mock him for that the day before. And so what wound up was a really, really ugly scene in which the Yankees are celebrating a walk-off while the Indians' outfielders are being berated by cans and they have to interrupt their celebration. So Aaron Judge and, and Giancarlo Stanton are out there in right center field telling their fans to stop throwing objects onto the field. It was a terrible look. Credit to Michael Kay, who called it in real time, saying so. But it is most definitely the worst thing I saw in sports all weekend. And those fans should obviously be ashamed of themselves. Uh, Nuno, as a Yankee fan, what's your reaction? Um, it was disgusting. Um, and as a fan... Like, I feel like, and this is, you know, scary to say, but, like, I feel like we're headed for another malice in the palace. What we've seen where, you know, the 
the the Celtics and the Kyrie and what allegedly the fans were saying to him and him flipping him off and Tim Anderson got suspended for a game for flipping off a fan and this situation where you know someone could have swung a swung at straw when he climbed the like the, uh climbed the uh fence like I feel like we're headed for something extremely ugly you've had fans in the NBA in Minnesota who've who I know on a different thing have been protesting and running onto the court. Like, I don't know. It just seems like we're headed for something bad. Yeah. yeah I, th- I think that that one particular fan, the woman you're talking about, is, is a little different situation. Let's put that in a, in a different box. But I think your point generally is very well taken. And, and I've made this comment before. <laughs> Tragically, I've been saying this for the 20-something years that I've been sitting here talking to you. And that is that certain things just shouldn't even need to be said out loud. Like, do I need to say this out loud? I am all for, I support the fans in 99% of instances. But when you cross that line, you have crossed the line into the indefensible. So the point is this. When you buy your ticket, you do not check your humanity at the door. I'm all for booing. I'm all for clever heckling. I'm all for the the natural byplay that exists between the players, particularly on the visiting team and the hometown fans. That's part of the fabric of sports and has been forever. But the moment you cross that line, just be aware of two things. One, you're the idiot. And two, everyone with sense knows it. So the people around you who have a shred of sense, aren't laughing with you. They're disgusted by you, as every normal person should be. I hate that it even needs to be said. See you tomorrow, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.